Father, we thank you that you've given these women of God another year of grace. And Father, you're going to give them many more years of grace and mercy. Father, that the goodness of God will overflow them, Lord. You said in Psalm 91 verse 16, you said, with long life you will satisfy them and show them your salvation. And today, Lord, we declare that the salvation of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, will rest and abide on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Like I was saying, you know, we're still going to continue with walking in love. And, um, of course, next week we go into something else, which we start Pentecost, and it's going to be an explosion for the whole week. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Holy Ghost and um, the outpouring of the Spirit, and it's going to be for the whole week. So don't miss these meetings. Um, <coughs> you know... Um, Something has to come alive, you know. Winter for the believer is not hibernation. It's when we come out. Winter is not hibernation. You don't sit in your corner and say, oh, wait till the rain comes. No, you go, you have to press through. There's many people that can get touched and blessed. And, you know, <clears throat> I love winter. I love having church in winter too. Amen. You know, walk through the rain. Come, come get blessed. It's going to be seven days of glory. Amen. We're going to have revival. We're going to see the power of God flow, and God's going to do amazing things. Hallelujah. Put that jacket on. Amen. Put that boots on. Put that beanie on, and come to the, uh, God's house. Amen. Don't worry about your hair. You and your hair worry. Set the beanie up and come care to me. Hey, worry about hair and... Heilige Geest, mos jou haare op in die dienst in, man. He messes jou hee up. So, just put the beanie on, come to God's house, and get touched. Hallelujah. Are you ready for Pentecost? Is it recht for Pinkster? 
Let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's next week. Well, it's actually every week. I mean, we, you know. And tonight you're going to be at Athlone. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be glorious. <coughs> and I know tonight the church is going to be packed out there again because everybody that missed today, they come tonight. So uh, come early. Amen. <coughs> but let's go to Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to talk to you this morning about developing the God kind of love. You've heard about the God kind of faith, which is a speaking faith. Amen. And um, we've, we've seen that before, you know, the God kind of faith, developing the God kind of faith is when you speak things into existence because faith is spoken. Hallelujah. And um, that's developing the, you, you, you know, you, be, you, you act like God and you get the results of God. You speak things into existence. You speak things into existence. You declare the thing, and it happens. It establishes. Amen? That's the foundations of faith. God created the world like that. He spoke things into existence, and it was. That's why you've got to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Amen? Doesn't matter how tough it gets. Doesn't matter how tough it becomes. You speak the word. Amen? Don't speak the circumstance. Hallelujah. That's faith, 101. But this morning, we're talking about developing the God kind of love. Now, you can write this down. To walk in love is to walk in the highest spiritual realm there is. Say it again. To walk in love, you've got to walk in the highest spiritual realm there is to walk in love. Because that's the way God walks. Constantly walking in love. We've discussed it over the past few weeks. God is constantly walking in love and forgiveness. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Go to verse 2. And walk in love. As Christ also loved us. And has given us for an offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling savor. He, he said, go back to verse 1 again. Let's go back. To, put 1 and 2 on if you can. If you can put both on together. Because I want to show you something here this morning. It says here, there we go. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Now he said, followers of God. Now, what's a follower of God? It means you, you're a disciple of God. When you follow God, you're a disciple of God. But remember that is not inconsistent with the scripture because the Bible says, if you are my disciples, you will have what? Love for one to another. So there it is. He, 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 the, theme is the theme is clear. He said, if you are going to be a follower of me and walk as dear children and walk in love as Christ also loved us. Again, the standard right through the Bible, the standard is always Christ. The standard is always God. If you love, you must love the way I love. Otherwise, I don't. I'm not interested. That's what God is trying to say. There's a standard. If you're going to love your brother, you're going to love your sister, it's going to have to be the way I love you. Are you with me this morning? If it's not that way, I'm not interested. Are you with me? It has to be the way I love you. 
Now he said here, and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice of God as a sweet-smelling savor. In other words, when, when, God be, when, when, when you start to walk in this love, you produce a fragrance, not an odor. Dishonor is always an odor. Honor is always a fragrance. I'm going to say it again. Dishonor always leaves an odor in the place. There's always a stench in the place. Have you noticed? But where you see honor, there's always a sweet smelling aroma. There's always there's something that happens when you do that. Now somebody say to walk is a daily conduct. Remember he said you must walk by faith and not by sight. That is not only when you need things. That's not only when you believe in God for things. You have to walk by faith every day of your life. Whether you need things or don't. Hallelujah. Because you, in actual fact, you would, I'm telling you right now, you will need to walk in, you will need to walk in faith just to live. Just to keep, just to keep yourself alive. Every day of your life, you're going to have to walk by faith. You're going to have to walk by faith. Amen. You're going to have to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I saw some of these people because, you know, there's many females getting kidnapped. And, uh, and people are starting to fear, well, I, I just, uh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, yeah, you've got to be praying. Lord, I pray they kidnap me. That's the biggest mistake they'll ever make. I'm telling you right now. They get to kidnap me. The life of God's going to come out of me. I'm going to get that. I'm blessed that darling heart of that man. He's going to get born again. I mean, every demon's going to come out of him. Yeah, he, will, he will ruin the day that he thought that he could kidnap me. And you go into that attitude. I'm fearing no devil. Amen. Yeah, I, in actual fact, I'm looking for you. I want to kidnap you. Amen. You can't sit in fear because now, because then the love of God is not perfected. Now you're just paranoid. You, and, and the Bible says that what you fear comes on you. So you're fearing this thing. You're walking around paranoid and all of those things. Now you're going to walk boldly. I mean, the person looks at you and thinks, well, I don't think I want to kidnap her. She's a Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, bold, boldness of God. Hallelujah. I, every demon in that person must fear. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You, you always got to counter everything that the world is throwing at you because God's given you the recipe in His Word. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't fear man. But <clears throat> that means you got to walk in love. Now, walking in love does not mean that you are timid. Walking in love doesn't mean that you're the doormat. Walking in love doesn't mean that you're weak. Walking in love means that when you constantly walk in love, the fear, the snare of the fear of the devil is off your life. You don't fear anything because you're walking in love. So somebody say it's a, it's a daily conduct. Got to walk in love every day of your life. When should I walk in love? When somebody uh, 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 offends me? When somebody's... <clears throat> angry at me, when somebody's rough on my feathers the wrong way, do I walk in love then? No. You walk in love irrespective. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. 
Now, go with me to Acts 7, 54, 60. Acts 7, 54, 60. We have been given the same capacity as Jesus. Therefore, we are responsible for it. I'm going to say it again. We have been given the same capacity as Jesus. That's why we are responsible for it. In actual fact, you have the same DNA as Jesus. You are the same person as Jesus, by the way. The born-again man, the man that is recreated, the new creation man, is the same person as Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus was the first man that became born again when he came up from hell. First man that was born again was the Lord Jesus Christ. He got born again. Hallelujah. And that same DNA, that same essence, he has transferred it over you. That's why you are the new created man. You're a different man. You're a new species. Hallelujah. You're a new creation. It's a new capsule. You're a new creation. There's the old things has passed away and the new has come. What is that new thing? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you, he, he, that's why the Bible said there's a mystery. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Are you with me? So you have the same DNA as the Lord Jesus. You have the same capacity. The only difference with you is that you do not have a glorified body yet. But you can function like Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? God is in the business of making carbon copies. Yeah. What do you mean? Yes. You're a Christian. If you take Ian away, what are you? You are a little Christ. You're an anointed being. Ah, he's just telling people now that they are gods. Yes, I am. You can never be God. Please don't be foolish to think that you can ever be the Christ. You're not the Christ. You're a Christ. You carry the anointing on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said that in Genesis 1.26, let us make God man in our image. And then he, he repeated himself in John 10, uh, let's, go for, let's go there first and then we'll come back to the scripture because I want to show you this. We're talking about, you know, walking in daily contact as Christ walked. He expects you. John 10, 34 to 35. And the Pharisees got mad when he said this. They got absolutely angry when he, when he gave the revelation because the religious spirit doesn't like you. The religious spirit doesn't like you to get this revelation because it means they limit you. You've got the same capacity as Jesus. He says, Jesus answered them and said, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods. And if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, can the scripture and the scripture cannot be broken. So whom the word of God has come to, he said, I made you small G, gods. Hallelujah. Amen. After his likeness and after his image. So somebody said, I've got the same capacity as Jesus. Amen. So you, people, of, have you heard people say, well, he was Jesus. I can't forgive because he's Jesus. No, but you've got the same capacity. 
Well, I, I can't heal the sick because he, because you know, I'm not Jesus. Oh, brother, there, uh, sister, there's another revelation you've got to get. In actual fact, he's given you the same capacity. In actual fact, he's given you delegated authority. Every authority that he has bought by the blood, he's now deposited and handed it over to you. To do mighty works. In actual fact, he actually said this in John 14 verse 12. You will do greater. Hallelujah. So let's go back to John, uh, uh, John Acts 7, 54 to 60. And when he heard these things, they were cut to the heart. Talking about Stephen. Amen. They were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. Now, I said earlier on, what did I say earlier? I said, it's amazing how people can get angry at God's word. You give them God's word, they get angry. It's God's word. They believe as the Christians. Say, brother, the Bible say, you must love somebody, they get angry with it. The Bible says you must forgive, they get angry with you. The Bible says you must give, they get angry. The Bible says you must be dedicated. They get angry with you. There it is. The Bible says when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, who's he? Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly to heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus, not seated, standing on the right hand of God. When you take a stand for God, God will take a stand for you. Amen. Amen. Go to us. Let's carry on. And behold, he said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they crowded with a loud voice, stopped and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. So as he was getting his revelation, they couldn't handle it. They were trying to stop him. They were crying out, closing their ears. Amen. That's all demonic spirits. Amen. Even though these people were religious, they were going to the temple every day. They were so, and you know, I want to say this to you. You know, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit next week when we do Pentecost. But can I say this to you? The, the, the most, the most, how do I put this? The most difficult devil that you could ever deal with is a religious devil. It's a demon. It's a religious devil. Religious devils, I'll tell you something. Uh, there are other kind of devils. You, I'm telling you, a religious devil is another kind of devil. A religious devil is saved, they speak in tongues, they even look saved. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, they look the part, they talk the part. But I tell you something, a religious devil is the only demon out of all the classes that can hinder a move of God. You mean, you mean a re- yes, yes it can. Because it's controlled by the spirit of unbelief. The Bible says Jesus went into his own town. He could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. But if you look at who he's talking about, he's talking about the people in the temple. It's the religious devils. They, 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 they try to stop the move of God. They, you know, when, whenever God is raising up somebody, whenever the Spirit of God is coming upon somebody, religion tries to control that person, tries to hinder that person. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an ugly thing. It's an ugly thing. A religious devil is an ugly thing. It always tries to stop and hinder God's move. And they just, they can't, they can't, they they try to control it. And you cannot control the move of the Spirit of God. Amen. Are you with me? 
And the Bible says they stopped their ears and they ran upon him with one accord. Look, look at that. They got into unity. They got into oneness trying to kill this man. He said, you cannot, you know, you can get people together for, for many causes. This is one of them. Go to verse 58 onwards. And they cast him out of the city. They cast him out. And they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. But, you know, there it is. That was Paul before he was, so that was, uh, you know, obviously Saul before he was Paul. Paul was a part of Stephen's killing. And the Bible says, and they stoned Stephen upon, uh, calling upon God and saying, and him saying, the Lord Jesus received my spirit. Now, that sounds very really much like what happened to Jesus on the cross. You see, he was given the same capacity as Jesus. And, and, and you go to verse 60, because verse 60 will show you what he did. The Bible says he kneeled down and he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, lay not their sin to this charge, to their charge. And when he had done this, he fell asleep, which means he died. So in other words, he, 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 were, he, he too was not being crucified. He was being stoned for righteousness. He, he was being put on... Um, you know, the religious stage, and they were, they were stoning him, but he was given the same capacity as Jesus. He, for, he said the same words that Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Lay not the sin to their charge. You understand what I'm saying? Walking in love, given the same capacity. You mean, uh, you know, it's easy for Jesus to do that on the cross because he's Jesus. Now, what about Stephen? What about Stephen? He's not Jesus. He's Stephen. And he said, and did the same things that Jesus did on the cross. So, you know, I'm talking about developing the God kind of love. The God kind of love. Hallelujah. First John 4 verse 12. Love then must be perfected. Love must be perfected. Hallelujah. I said love must be perfected. Somebody say, love must be perfected. It says here, no man has seen God at any time, but if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. So, no one at any time has seen God. But, he said, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Are you with me? It's perfected in us, the way we deal with one another. Hallelujah. Now, First John, from verse 4, 16 and 18. Now, we've read these scriptures in the past weeks, but we'll read it again. Amen. And, and this is how love gets perfected. The Bible says, and we have known and believed that the love of God, that the love of God has to us. God is love. Somebody say, God is love. Now, he doesn't have love to give us. He is love. Amen. I said he is love. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So, this is not feelings I'm talking about. These are decisions. Amen. Are you with me? These are decisions. So, if, you, if, you, if you're going to dwell in God, you're going to have to dwell in love. Constantly. Constantly. Constantly, constantly. 
Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. You just have to shake it off. Doesn't matter how much more, doesn't matter how much people disappoint you, how much time they let you down, you just got to shake it off. You just got to remind yourself, God's love is for me. Hallelujah. God is for me. I don't care who, that who's against me. I don't care what the disappointments are. I don't care who, it can be anybody. Anybody can disappoint you. It doesn't really matter. You just got to shake it off and you got to walk in love. You've got to walk in love. You've got to walk in forgiveness. You've got to do an act. You've got to, and, and how do you do it? You do it in actions. You do it in an act of kindness. Amen. You've got to break the thing. Don't allow the enemy to, to keep you bound to that thing. Are you with me? Don't allow it. Just shake it off. And say, so I'm walking in love. I'm walking the way God walk, is walking. Amen. Do, does God get offended on a daily basis? No, He doesn't because He cannot get offended. But is there, is there people that try to offend God every day? Of course there is. Are there people that try to say things about God? I mean, my God, God gets blamed for everything. People die in car accidents. Uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. People die of cancer. Oh, God just taught this person, you know, God just told me whatever. God, God is not in on all of those things. Those things are the result of the curse. Deuteronomy 28 from verse 15 onwards tells you every cause of the curse. You're not under the curse, you're under the blessing. So that could never be what God has instructed for you. Sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Amen. And now they're trying to come up with monkeypox. This thing is never going to stop. It's like there's a wave of sickness and disease coming into the earth. Are you with me? And the thing is never, it's just not going to stop. So best you get out of your fear today. Because the world's turning it up. They're turning the sickness up. They're turning the disease up. They're turning everything up. But you've got to turn the fire of the Holy Ghost up the inside of you. You've got to turn up. That which is living on the inside of you. You, you. you can't be bothered about these things. Amen. Monkey pox. That's a bliff, man. Please. You understand what I'm saying? You, you dwelleth in God. Herein is our love made perfect. Now we're talking about the love being perfected in us. That we have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. So that love gets perfected when you start to act like him. Amen. Now the perfecting of that love starts to resonate in this inside of you. You have to make a quality decision to just forgive. To just love. Hallelujah. To just put everything aside and speak forgiveness. Amen. Matters not what people are saying. I don't really care. Matters not. People are entitled to their opinions, and the opinions they are entitled to. Now, whether it comes to my ears or it does not come to my ears, they are already forgiven. Period. So you know what? Don't even tell me what they said because they're already forgiven. It's not going to change my perspective of whether you tell me. Because you see, many people start to act like that. People are only forgiven until they hear it. 
People are only forgiven until they get offended, until they get hurt. Now the equation changes. Now this no commiscrifte it. Yeah, you weet pastor, but the Bible says work. The Bible also says, the Bible also says, you know, the Bible also says, no, the Bible is very consistent. It says, God is love. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. All right? Now go to verse 18. It says here, in verse 18, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So that's what I was trying to tell you earlier about the kidnappers. You, you can't sit there wondering, you know, and by the way, when you're a believer, I'm just going to tell you something right now. When you're a believer, you have a covenant with the Lord. Amen. And part of that covenant is that God would protect you. Part of that covenant is that God would heal you. Part of that covenant is, is that God would sustain you. So you've got a covenant with God. If you are in God, and God's in you, you don't have anything to worry about. You've got to change your, your mindset concerning these things. Hallelujah. You've got to change it. Amen. Are you with me? I often think, all of us have it, you know. All of us in our houses, we have it. We have burglar bars, don't we? We've got high walls. We've got alarm systems. And it's, I'm not saying it's not necessary. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. Isn't it so? We have all these things. But you think about people that lived back, back in the days. They never had all of those things. And don't tell me uh, days were more evil now than it was then. Please. Because where sin is in the world, sin is in the world. People are evil in every generation. Please. Well, it was more safer then than now. Don't talk hogwash to me, please. Did you live in the 17th century? No. So don't come tell me that. Don't come tell me it was more safer then. Did you see what they did to Jesus? Are they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they beating people like that today? No, they're not. So please. Well, you know, in the days of Jesus, well, they crucified people in the days of Jesus. This is messy. Amen. Back in the, in the in, uh, uh, what you call it, in the dark ages, as they call it, they were guillotining people. Chopping of people's heads. Are they doing that today? No. Back in the day, they were putting people in an electric chair and electrocuting. And they still have that in some parts of the world today. Are you with me? So every age is evil. Every age is evil. Every age is evil. Because the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Are you with me? In every age, you get, you, you, you get mad men that kill off people. The only reason why we are in a fear, you know, fear hole today is because we have the media today. Back then, they never had Facebook. Back then, they never had the television where, you could, where this thing can be displayed. But was these things happening? Oh, yes, it was. Are you with me? It's not like people become evil. I'm going to use a word now that's not there. People become eviler. <laughs> Let me just use this word. They become more evil. 
the people don't become more evil as the, 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 the ages goes on. You know, in the 1950s, the, the devils are bitchy by your calm, Gavius. But no one in the 2000s, the devil, no bitchy. He's still the devil, man. He was still deceiving in 1950. He was still killing in 1940. He still had people's hearts that were deceptive. And it's not like people became more righteous from 1950 to now. No! People were still on fire. Hallelujah! Are you with me? Praise the Lord! People become more right. Yeah, man! Hey, look, talk, man. You're talking about. But perfect love cast out all fear. Are you with me? You asked people back then, how did they deliver their children? They never had all of this technology. They never knew what the, the gender of they just had to wait. You know, they never had any gender release party, yeah, the blue thing pops out, it's a boy, thing pink picks up, it's a girl. Nobody knew that. Think about how sad they had to give birth to Isaac. There's no hospital. Think about it. How did Mary give birth to Jesus? The mother of God. Think about it. Today people run around, they're more fearful when they get pregnant. There's no love in them. Perfect love caused that all fear. You understand what I'm saying? People run around today, they're just fearful about everything. You know? Um, there's a new outbreak coming on called monkeypox. People go to the pharmacy, they stash themselves up. They, I mean, my good Lord, they're not coming out, Pastor. I'm not coming to church any longer. The monkeypox outbreak is coming. Hey, man, who cares about monkeypox? Bring on baboon pox. Bring on lion pox. Bring on whatever pox. We're going to take that thing by the root of the thing and cast it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Now, we're not doing that arrogantly. We're doing that because the perfect love of God is in us. And it's perfected us. The fear leaves. Faith comes. Are you with me? Faith worketh by love. Not fearing these things. And I'm not being unwise. I understand my covenantal rights. I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm covered under the blood. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I'm blessed. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. You can't fear. Eh, believers, they're more in fear than they're in faith. Fear everything. Petrol prices going up again. Food prices going up. What? Like I've said here before, it's supposed to go up. Amen? But that does not and should never ever concern us. Hallelujah. The only thing that should concern us is that there's people going to hell on a daily basis. Amen. We, got, we can do something about that. Amen. Push the bread price up for all I care. Who cares? God will take care of our needs. Amen. Push the petrol price up for all I care. God shall supply. Hallelujah. Amen. You just got to keep sowing seed. 
You just got to keep trusting. Don't let fear riddle your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. My good Lord, if I'm not going to get any response here, I'm just going to take a drive through to Plumstead Cemetery and go preach to those people there. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure one, I'm sure I'm going to have revival there. Somebody will get up from, somebody will get up from the grave and say, Amen, pastor. Preach it. Hallelujah. I was driving with the preacher. I said to him, <laughs> we were making a joke. We, were, we were actually in the week, I was driving one, with one of the uh, preacher went somewhere, and uh, I drove in his car, and uh, I came past the cemetery, and I said, look on your right, there's the Bible school. <laughs> anyway, some of you will get that tomorrow. Amen. Somebody say, we are born of God. That big, and, and somebody say, God is love. So we are born of God, which means if we are born of God, we are born of love. Because God is love. In the beginning, love created. Love said. Love said. Love did. Love healed. Love blesses. Love delights in the truth. Are you with me this morning? You've got to replace that word with love. Now somebody say, whatsoever is born of love overcometh the world. Somebody say, love is our only reason for being. So love overcometh the world. That's what happens. Love. Foundation, these are foundational truths to keep you in the thing. To keep you going. These things you've got to get on the inside of you. That's why I'm taking three, that's why I took three weeks to get these things out because it's important that these things are foundational in your life because the enemy is very cunning. The enemy comes to offend. The enemy comes to do things. You cannot be contaminated in all of these things. You're going to keep the love of God rooted into your hearts all the time. I said that to you last week that the Apostle Paul said, I think it's in, let's go there quickly. Let's, let's actually go there. It's, it's, it's found in Ephesians 3 verse 17. Ephesians 3 verse 17. Hallelujah. It said, That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that you've been rooted and grounded in love. So you're rooted and grounded in love. Why is extracting your teeth so painful? Because it's rooted. It's grounded. That's why it's painful. Amen? Are you with me? That's why when you go to the dentist, then you pray in tongues. Even though you're full of, you're a believer, it's a bit and tall, you, 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 you're afraid of the dentist. Oh, yara, he come it over who loved the dentist when they were, when they, I mean, who still loves the dentist? No one loves the dentist. Amen. Amen. I'm here, I'm talking about, you don't want to go to the dentist. 
But the reason why that is so painful is because those teeth is rooted. It's grounded. It's established there. It's supposed to be that way. Amen. This has been rooted and grounded in love. So when a believer gets out of love, it's a painful thing. Because a believer is supposed to be rooted and grounded in love. That's why there's so much hurt and pain when you walk out of love because you're not supposed to be rooted and grounded in strife and contention. You are, as a believer, supposed to be rooted and grounded in love. Are you with me? Romans 5 verse 5. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So you cannot have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and then not have the love of God on the inside of you. It says, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So when you get born again, hallelujah, the day you get saved, that Holy Ghost comes to abide in you. Now, what, is that, what does that mean? The love of God is now poured into your hearts. The God's love. So, you know, if this was you, this was you, which is not. You're not an inner jade. You're a power aid. If this was you and you were empty, this was you and you were empty. Just, just pretend this bottle is empty. The day you get born again, the Holy Ghost comes to fill you up. He fills you up with His love. And then He puts the cap on. Now you're filled with God's love. And every time somebody drinks of you, Amen, they taste in the love of God. Amen. That's how it works. Not bitterness and strife and contention. And the only reason why people always have issues is because they're full of issues. Why do you want to be full of issues? Proverbs 4, 23 says that. They're full of issues. Because they've partaken of issues. The enemy has lifted the their cap and filled them with a lot of issues. That's why when you drink of them, issues. Butter, no? Mm. Issues. Yeah, you didn't know what they did to me in 1995. Praise God. I went to that church in 1998 and I never went back to church again. Praise God. Oh, you, they, they stole money from me and I'm going to lend any money again. Praise God. Oh, uh, I'm not getting married again. I'm done with men and all of the devil. How many, of you do, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Why? The thing is filled with issues. Not to the love of God. They can't see past the issues. All they see is issues. 
it stops you, it hinders you from making momentum. Are you with me? The consuming love of God, they're just filled and writ with issues. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Just forgive and walk on. Now, just imagine the issues that you have with everybody else. Imagine God takes out His book about you. Think about it. God takes His iPad out about you. And He starts scrolling down. It's a never-ending story, is it? See, God doesn't have issues. He only has love. And that's what He's pouring out. The day you get born again, He's pouring His love out. So that you can give it away. Are you with me? Now, 1 Corinthians 13... 4 and 8, Acts 7, 60, we read already. But somebody say, confession will bring it out. Somebody say, confession will bring it out. That's how the love of God is. Confession will bring it out. Amen. You've got to confess the love of God on a daily basis. And you've got to do this. 1 Corinthians 13, from verse 4 to 8. You've got to take this, bring it before your eyes, and remind yourself what you're confessing. Now, that word charity in the King James Version of the Bible has been the love, the Hebrew word there is agape. And uh, agape at that time could only be translated in the English language to the word charity. Why? Because the way they interpreted charity was to have an unselfish love. That's the way that's the only word that they could find in the English translation back. The word charity was simply an unselfish love. It was a sacrificial love. Are you with me? That's why when you give to a charity, they, they, they classify it as a sacrificial love. It's, a, it's, it's you giving away to something that cannot give back to you. Are you with me? When you give to a charity... You're given to an organization that can necessarily never give you anything, but you're giving it away. Are you with me? So that's why the Bible uses charity, but the word actually is the love of God. It's the agape. Now it says there, love suffereth long. It's kind. It envieth not. Vaughn not itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, and is not easily provoked. Think of no evil. Now, you've got you to work on those things. Why? Because if you are getting easily provoked, then the love of God has not been perfected in you. Go back to verse, uh, uh, to that. Just go, just go back there. I want to just touch on a few things there. Seeketh not its own. Thinketh no evil. Right? Always suspicious. It's amazing how people are always suspicious about everybody else but themselves. It's amazing. I've got the spirit of discernment, Pastor. Yeah, okay. Phenomenal. I carry the spirit of discerning of spirits. Well, that's what it really is. A discerning of spirits, not people. You don't discern people. You discern spirits. You don't sum people up. 
You sum the spirit on the individual. Are you with me? Because oftentimes you'll find out that a spirit can be controlling somebody. And if you deal with that spirit, you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against dark principalities and spiritual powers. Now, when that spirit of when that spirit on that individual is overcome, then the person will be different. Because it's the spirit controlling the person. When somebody's not born again, there's another spirit they've been controlled by. The day they get born again, they're different people. Why? Because it's a spirit controlling them. Now, you can never discern the person. I'm watching you. You know. But just unfortunately, some people will just be like that. Till, I've made peace with it. There's some people that will be like that until they go home to be with the Lord. You know what I mean? For example, there's some people, they'll stay cheap till they go home to be with the Lord. You can't change it. You can't change it. You can't change it. Not something you can change. I'm telling you right now. There's some people, you can preach the nicest message, the heilige geest can inkom soos a wind, you can, you know, whatever. They will go home to be the Lord cheap. It's fine. You must just live with it. There's some people, they'll never be givers. You must just, there's some people, it's just designed that way. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You can pray, it, will, it, it, it should not affect them. It should not affect you, it's affecting them. So you can't go and look to somebody else and try to change them. You've got to change yourself. Where's the areas in your life? Amen? The Bible says, if you want to stay ignorant, if you want to be ignorant, stay ignorant. Are you with me? You can't change the aspects of somebody else's life, but you can change the aspect of your life. You just have to realize that. Amen? Are you with me? You can't, you can't change that. You know, sometimes I get, I get upset because I expect people to to, 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 to think the way I think or act the way I act. Understand what I'm saying? If people come around me, they're going to leave fair. They're going to leave full. I'm telling you, you're going to roll out when I'm done with you. I mean, I'm going to feed you. I mean, I'm going to make sure we was pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know what I mean? That's it. Eat and be blessed. You come around certain people, my good Lord, you're still going to have to have a battle after you come from them. <clears throat> now, that's their expectation. That's their thing. Understand what I'm saying? I have to tell my wife that all the time. I'm not a female. You can't give me, just because you eat like that, doesn't mean I eat like that. I'm a grown man. You know what I mean? got to watch your weight. <laughs> Eat prop, you know, whatever. You can't be a glutton. No, but I'm built differently. You understand what I'm saying? So she's got to learn. I've got to learn. Are you with me? Are you with me? That's how you learn. That's how you get into the thing, uh, swing of things. 
But many people, and, and that could be this, but you've got to work on your own. You've got to do what you've got to do. Amen? But some people don't see it. They will never see it. They'll never see the folly of their ways. Never, ever. Are you with me? So you can't, and that's what I'm trying, love does not seek the own. It's not easily, but it thinketh no evil. Amen? Are you with me? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Somebody say, that's just the way it is. <laughs> you just, you, you, you can't change it. You cannot get cross. Yeah, but I say, but may I come? I say, but may I come? I said, I could spread it. You, you just can't. People think differently. Sometimes people are not about the means. They're not whatever. You can't get upset about things like this. Amen? It's going gonna, it's gonna to save your walk. You've got to just think no evil. Stop discerning people. Amen? People are precious in the sight of God. Amen? You've got, you, you've got a lot of people, you know, when things are going wrong, they come up with things like this. I've been discerning them for a long time, and I thought something was off, and I thought something was wrong, and you know, I never said anything about it. I didn't want to tell you, but now that this thing happened, I just want to tell you, I've noticed this, and I've noticed that, and I've noticed this, and I've noticed that. Shut up yourself, righteous bigot. What does God, you think, you think God was sitting down in heaven and noticing this? and no, The actual fact that you were noticing those, noticing this, you actually judged Judy. And God doesn't like judges. Amen. He's the only righteous judge. So you're not supposed to discern people. It's the discerning of spirits. Amen. Go to verse 6 and 7. Are you, are you enjoying this? Is it helping you? Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but in the truth. Beareth all things, believes all things, hopes all things. And in, now that verse 7 is a very tough thing in love. Love bears all things, believes all things. You know, even if somebody come and tell me tomorrow, and this, you know, it's happened to me many times. You sit and listen, especially preachers. You listen to them. Preachers can lie a lot. They can lie. It's not, not even, don't even get to the point of exact. They can lie a lot. You know, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my service was full this morning. Uh, if somebody asked me, how is your attendance? I said, it was raining, people didn't come, probably come to. I can't tell them, hey, the church was packed out, and you know, we didn't have a, uh, uh. but you've got to bear all those things. When people tell you those, even though you know, you just have to say, amen, brother, amen, amen, amen. God bless you, amen, amen. Awesome, you know. Hey, pastor, what's there? And they did this and they did that. Amen, my brother. Amen, my sister. God bless you. You, you understand what I'm saying? What, you, what, what can you do? People make up things as they go along. Christians do. So just believe all things. Love does that. You know, you don't go to somebody and you say to them, um, you are lying to me. You don't do that. You just smile. You listen to them and it's fine. Because your job is not to convict them. Your job is to listen to them. The Holy Spirit will convict them. Are you with me? 
Sometimes you listen to people's stories, it doesn't add up. Don't. God's, not, God's there's, no, there's no ministry gift as inspector and detective in the body of Christ. You don't get a gift. You don't get an office as an apostle, as a prophet, as an evangelist, as a pastor, as a teacher, but there's no inspector. And God gave some to be inspectors in the body of Christ. And God gave some to be detectives in the body of Christ. There's no such thing. Amen. You know, over the years, how many, peop- how many times people have told me things? <laughs> and they come to me again, they tell me, I just say, okay, praise God. Pastor, uh, uh, the Lord told me to give you this money for the church. But you know what? You just smile. They come back to you again, they say, oh, the Lord, Anavik, uh, Pastor, Anavik. Wow. You just, you know, you don't go back and tell people, you know, sister, you told me this two years ago. You just release it. You just let it go. You just, who cares? God's your source in any case. Not them. Are you with me? You just, whatever. It doesn't really matter. The Bible says, love hopes all things. You're hoping that people will change all the, you just, you've got to stay in hope. You've got to stay in expectation. You just have to stay in hope. Endureth all things. He that endures to the end will be saved. A man of God said that to me one day. He said, that's the, that's, that's the scripture that me and my wife stand on. I said, how long are you married now? I said, we've married about over 40 years. I said, what do you, what do you mean? He said, he said, that's the scripture that we hang on to. He that endures to the end will be saved. Because that's what it is. You've got you to just endure all things. That's what love does. Love tolerates all things. You just have to endure all things. Amen. Endure the snoring. Endure whatever. Amen. Endure the bad moods. You can't give up. You just have to, uh, love, love has to push through all of that. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? You don't know what's going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. You don't know what might take place. You might be, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak death, I don't want to speak sickness and disease, but it's, it's also the reality. Sometimes you've got to, you have to look after the next, you've got to endure all things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Some of the greatest men of God that I know, their wives had Alzheimer's. Their husbands got in Alzheimer's. Are you with me? Powerful men of God. Powerful preachers of the gospel. Did many great things. You know? Are you with me? And you've got to endure it. You just have to sit there and, you know what? You can't, you can't get irritated with somebody that is getting... You're also going to get old. I, I watch people, they, you know, I watch people, they uh, themselves with people. You're going to get old too. Just, you show grace now, you'll reap grace when you get old. You know how old you're going to get. I speak to my grandmother, she'd probably tell me the same thing four times in one minute. I just say, I just, every time I just say to me, wow, awesome. You know, you just, just play along, what can you do? She's getting old. 
She's 91. What do you think she's supposed to still, you know, be hips and all of No, it's just the, it's the way of life. There's days she remember you, there's days she don't. There's days she calls you. I mean, I don't even know who the people are she's calling me. I just say, oh, I'm, I'm him, I'm Douglas. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you, you're Douglas? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm Douglas. You've got to endure all things. Are you with me? The time's limited. That's why funerals becomes a crying mess. All because of regret. A believer's funeral is not a crying mess. A believer's funeral is a celebration. It's a graduation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that the crying's not genuine. Sometimes people cry because they really do mercy. And it is really hard. And it is really easy. But most of the time, it's just regret. People cry out of regret because they never had time to do whatever they needed to do. Now the person's not there any longer. Now they cry and they mess themselves up and it's a whole mess. Are you with me? Who cares? Love endures all things. God's got to endure with you, doesn't he? I mean, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, am I an easy person? Okay, come and ask you this question. If you were your wife, or you were your husband, how would you deal with you? How would you deal with you if you were the pastor of you? How would you deal with you if you were the boss of you? How would you deal with you? Are you, are you understand? You, because everybody here thinks that they, you know, they're God's gift. But there's people that's going to deal with you. They don't always have the same opinion. You come home, you know, my boss, he's a very horrible man, you know. He's a very, yeah, but he's kept you there for 20 years. He's kept you there for 25 years. He's, he's kept you there for 15 years, for 10 years. He's broken. He's back. Yeah, and he's this and he's that. And, he's, and you know, he drives this car and these kids go to this. And I have to sacrifice. He's so this. Your boss is going to put up with that. He's going to look at your sour face every day when you come into the office and he's just going to keep employing you. Think about it. Even every morning you walk in. So morbid, net soos genis op die TV. No smile, no joy. Now, some people work in there, they're the receptionist. That's what people come into. Spoils the whole thing. But he's going to keep paying you. He's going to endure all things. You understand what I'm saying? You've got to think about it in another light. I know certain people, they fire you. They tell you to get out of there. They just fire you. You ain't going to have this type of attitude here. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Love endures all things. Endures all things. Because that's what God's going to be put up with you. There's days you want to pray. There's days you don't want to pray. There's days you want to come to church. There's days you don't want to come to church. 
There's days where you want to just, you know, you know, Lord, leave me alone. And there's days that you on fire. Think about, think about what God's going to be put up with. Some believers, they like, like, they like spring chickens. They like grasshoppers. They like yo-yos. You know, yo-yo Christian, up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, if God had any, if God was uh, 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 pastoring you like with feelings. My Lord Jesus, God's emotions would have been all over the show. Are you with me? But he's got to endure that. God's seen it all over the years with you and with everybody else. There's people that come in, they raise their hands, they make vows. Lord, if you just touch me today, they cry, they dance, they do all of those things. They cry out to the Lord, times of trouble, times of calamity, they get into the things then, the very two months later, but let be Prince George. Understand what I'm saying? They, they, there's no life in them. But God's got to be constant. He's got to endure that. So therefore, the Bible is saying, endure like that with one another. Are you with you? So don't discern people. Go to verse 8. Is this making sense to you today? Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Somebody say, love never fails. Amen. So, you know, you just, you just have to stay in the walk of love. That's developing the God kind of love. Hallelujah. 1 John 4, 15. The Bible says, Whosoever shall confess Jesus is the Son of God. Go to 1 John 4, verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Now, let me read it to you like this. Whosoever shall confess Jesus as the Son of love, love dwelleth in him and he in love. That word, I'm talking about God, because God is love. So whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of love, love dwelleth in him, and he in love. Amen. So that's the foundation. Praise God. Somebody say, we have a love background. So what, what background do you have? We have a love background. We're coming from the background of love. Amen. We are coming from the background of love. That's our background. Somebody said, what's a background? A background is normally, you know, your, your history. Now, as a, as a believer, you don't have a carnal history any longer. You don't have a sinful history any longer. Because you've been redeemed. The blood of Jesus has removed these things away from you. Amen. So you don't, you don't have a past. But you have a background of love. That's what it is. You have a history coming from love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go with me. The last scripture this morning. 2 Peter 1. From verse 3 to 8. Talking about developing the God kind of love. Now listen to this. The Bible says... According as his divine power is given unto us, things that pertain unto life 
godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of His divine nature. Now, listen to me, that word divine nature, what is it is? What is God's nature? We just told you earlier. God is? So there it is. In actual fact, you should read it like this. Being partakers of His divine love. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let's carry on. And besides this, given all diligence, now He says, add to your faith. What? Virtue. And to the virtue, knowledge. And then to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. Go to verse 7. Go on. And to godliness, what? Brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. You see how it all ends up with love? You see how it all ends up with love? He says, brotherly kindness. Just be kind to one another. Amen. That's the way God is kind to you. Now, let's, let's look at verse 8. For these things be in you and abound, and that you, the Bible says, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in other words, you don't have to be barren. You don't have to be barren. You do not have to sit here this morning and be unfruitful. You can be fruitful in the works of Jesus Christ by practicing these things. Virtue, brotherly kindness, add to your faith, add to your faith. Somebody say, I must add to my faith. Are you with me this morning? Adding to my faith. In actual fact, I want you to put up the last scripture this morning, and that's Ephesians 4 verse, let's read from verse 30 onwards. Ephesians 4 from verse 30 onwards. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you just have to allow the word to make a deposit in you. Amen. It just has to settle in your heart this morning. Hallelujah. I said the word of God just has to settle in your heart. It just has to simmer there. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, where you are sealed unto the day of redemption. He said, grieve the Holy Spirit. Right? Now, why must you not grieve the Holy Spirit? Because of this. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And now he says, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Again, the standard is Christ. So he says, you've got to be kind to one another, forgiving one another, as God, in Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. That's, that's, that's basically what he's saying. You've got to forgive the way Christ has forgiven you. Now, can I go to hell? Now, I'm going to end with this. There's a very, very controversial, very controversial thing I'm going to say right now. Can I go to hell even though I'm spiritual pastor? Pastor, even though I'm born again for many years, I'm saved, I pay my tithes, I'd hardly miss a church service. When the pastor go, 
then I also fall. I give to the poor. I'm a kind person. I'm a very, you know, I'm, I'm not nasty to people. Can I still go to hell? Yes! If you do not forgive. And that is scary. That's amazing. You can still not make eternity. If you decide with all of those actions, I tithe, I give, I fast. My God, you can fast so much that I mean, you, when you get into the shower, you dodge the, 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 the water. You can fast so much that you can wrap yourself in a spaghetti and sleep in there. Does it really matter? <laughs> you can fast so much that you cram yourself in and use the host pipe as your sleeping bag. It doesn't really matter. How much you fast and pray. It matters not how much you get into all of these things. You anointed, you gifts of the Spirit, you prophecy, you're a deep person. The Bible says, forgiving one another as God and Christ. In other words, if you do not let other people's offenses go, if you do not let other people's sins go, and their mistakes and their faults go, you actually are not acting the way God is acting. And the Scripture is very clear. The Scripture is very clear. In Matthew 11, verse 25 and 26, if you do not forgive other people their trespasses, God will not forgive your trespasses. So in other words, it does not matter what you do. It does not matter how you sing, how you raise your hands, how you shake, how you dance. And if you have punkster here, you dance in here seven times around the, the pulpit. You're having a nice time. You are revived. You're speaking in tongues and all of these lovely things which you should have. But if you do not walk in love and forgiveness, I'm just telling you, when that trump sounds, there are people going up, but you are going to stay behind. Amen. And you know what the funny thing of it is? The very people that you did not want to forgive, that's in jail, Allah can open up. Think about it. The rapture takes place. There you see, they go up. He's jail, no honor. Now you even got them more things. God, how can they go up and I'm still here? Well, I've forgiven them. I've saved them. I've cleansed them. I've redeemed them. They have made right with me. You couldn't do it. And, if, and, and that's what God is saying. If I can forgive them, why can't you? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, 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 well. You don't know what they did to me. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. The Romans never killed Jesus. The Jews never killed Jesus too. We killed Jesus. Amen. We crucified him. We put him on the cross because they might have done the physical deed, but it was because of our sins that he died. Amen. And if he's decided to forgive us, if he's decided to redeem us, then who are we to hold anything against somebody else? Now, when you walk in that foundation, I tell you something. 
the prayers that you pray, the fasting that you do, the giving that you do, it carries more weight. It carries more weight. Because there's a background. Somebody said there's a background of love. Somebody said there's a background of love. So I have to walk in love consistently. I have to develop the God kind of love. Come on, just stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. Now that's what's going to happen. The word of God's going to sing. Just put your hand on your heart like this. And, and all over this place, just, you, you know, just begin to come and cry out to the Lord and just, you know, ask the Lord this morning. Ask the Lord this morning. Lord, what is there in my heart that I need to settle? If there's issues there, get rid of the issues. You get rid of the issues. You get rid of a lot of things. It's amazing. Just before you do that, just look at me. It's amazing. It's amazing that even doctors can't explain this. When you get into forgiveness, I mean, if you do it genuinely, when you really get into forgiveness, I'm talking about genuinely, and you start to release things genuinely, not even doctors can explain how certain sicknesses just leave your body without any medication, without any treatments. I mean, it's like your body just gets into a, a mode where it just within two, three months, everything is gone because there's, there's so much love and walking in love and, 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 and the th antidote towards sickness and disease is forgiveness. Amen. Now, it's amazing how you find out that there are people, they receive a report of the Lord, within two months, they are dead, they are gone. And you ask yourself the question, well, that was fast. I mean, my good Lord, I mean, the doctor still said they got a year to live, two months, they're gone. Why? Because unforgiveness is so deep. Unforgiveness is so deep that even when, you know, even when people receive certain reports, they start going into condemnation. They start blaming themselves. They start, un they, start they start condemning themselves. Now, that's how deep unforgiveness is. That means you even have to forgive yourself. You even have to forgive yourself. Some people just go into condemnation. Well, they go into pity parties. Well, the reason why this thing has attached itself to my life because I did this and I did that. And you've got to remind yourself that that's under the curse. You've got to remind yourself that you've got a covenant with God. Hallelujah. You've got to remind yourself that those things that you try to condemn yourself is under the blood and has been forgiven. Amen. You've got to take authority over those things and say in Jesus' name, I resist that report. A report can come, but it doesn't mean it's got to, it has to stay. Amen. Just like a bird can fly over your head, but it doesn't mean that it can make a nest on your head. Are you with me? So reports will come. Things will come. People will say what they need to say. But it does not matter this morning. Because we've got the report of love. We're walking in a higher authority. We're walking like Christ did. Amen.
And if he could forgive, oh, surely you can forgive. Amen? If he could walk in forgiveness and love, surely you can do that. Amen? You just have to release things this morning. You just have to let things go. And I promise you, have you noticed, and you know what, it, 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 it is just the way it is. People that love, you know, people that live the most in pleasure, they often say, are people who have no care in the world. You look at a, you look at a child, if you see him in a cot, if you see him in a pram, have you noticed? Children don't have any cares in the world. You're the one worrying about them. They come to you and they ask you for things that they don't even know where it's going to come from. They just make demands. I would like this, I would like that. Now, they don't know that you don't have the capacity to get it for them, but they make their request known. They don't have any cares in the world. The Bible says you must come as a little child. Isn't it so? The Bible says you must come. So they don't have any cares in the world, so they, they're carefree, they, they, just, they just do what they need to do, and they just live by faith. And surprisingly, there are people today, if you look at people that live strong, they live long, they live, if you actually go back into their life, you find that those people don't have an issue with anybody. They just live their life. They're not interested in your business. They're not interested in your business, you know. And um, I heard a remarkable story. I was at some gathering, I think on Friday morning, and uh, there's a few guys that came together, and they have a, a probably a monthly, a weekly thing. And I, I went with another pastor because he was preaching there. He asked me to come and support him. And I went there, and the men of God was around the, the table. And uh, they were talking about a, a certain minister who, who we know, and he's gone home to be with the Lord. And uh, a very devout Pentecostal, very, you know, very powerful man of God. You know, and uh, he, he had a church um, just across the road from where, where, where we grew up in Lansdowne. And uh, he was quite a prominent man of God. And they were, they were sharing a story about him. And uh, they, they said he was a very weird man. Very weird man because all he ever did was pray. And uh, so much power in this man's ministry. There was so much anointing in this man's ministry. And, and he would come into a place and the whole atmosphere would change and he would tell you exactly what you had for breakfast, what you did last night. He was just that man. He was just that weird. But something that struck me about what they said, they said, they said that, and I was listening to the stories, they said that, you know, he would say this, he would say this, he would say this to the, to the men of God. He, and he was always praying. And, 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 and one day somebody came to his son and said, your father never greets. He just, he's always walking with his head down, never greets. And his son apologized and said, I'm so sorry, you, you don't understand my father. He's always praying. It's not that he's not greeting you. He's just, he's just, he's, 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 he's to wear a hat. His hat is down and he's always praying in tongues. When he's taking the bus, when he's walking in the road, he's always praying in tongues. And they asked him, why do you always do that? He said, I'm praying in tongues so that I don't know anybody's business. I'm always praying in tongues so that I don't get into other people's business. I don't know their business. I'm only hearing the mind and the will of God. 
Hallelujah. I'm staying in the spirit. I'm staying in the love of God. Wow. I found that encouraging. It's constantly praying. Constantly praying in tongues. Because when you do that, when you're constantly in prayer, you're not concerned about other people's business. You're not going to concern what other people is doing with their life, what they experiences they're having, because that's how issues come. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Issues, strife, and contention comes by hearing other people's rubbish. Both comes by hearing. We're going to lend your ears only to God's Word. Amen? I just change my opinion. I don't care what people... Yeah, you hear this one. I don't, if, if I didn't speak to the person... I'm not listening to anything. And even if I did listen to the person, I don't have anything to say because you know what? Everybody is immune and prone. I'm there to raise somebody up, lift them up, and help them. So it doesn't really matter. I don't even, in actual fact, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm not interested. Not interested. I'm only interested in what the Lord has for my life. I'm not interested in anybody else's struggles. Amen. Only interested in where God's taking us. Gotta stay in that all the time. Keep your heart safe. Guard your heart. Amen. Not interested. People make documentaries today on how churches fall, how pastors fall, and they get into it's like it's a whole documentary. They interview this person, they interview that person. And I look at and sometimes I watch these documentaries, I think. If God must do a documentary on you, what will come out in your life? You know what I'm saying? If God must do a documentary on your life, what will come out there? What's the findings will come out? You mean, uh, 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 Sister Susie, so sweet, so kind, so loving. You, you, mean, you mean she got caught up in all of that? Oh, yes! Evil, wicked! To the core. You think God's wickedness is only in the outer things? The issues of the heart? The things of the heart? And people are carrying you in your heart for years. God says that's wicked. You know what I mean? Brother Peter sitting on the front row here. Bless his darling heart. I mean, you mean he's you, you mean he's carried all these things for years? Yes, God just made a documentary, and that's the finding that he found. But you know what? We'll never know because God will never expose it. We'll never know. Are you with me? Yet we do that all the time. We expose people. We expose people. We we run off and run. The, and God's never going to do that. He's just going to keep you. Love endures. All things. Are you with me? Why am I, why am I giving you this as a, as a, to, to summon your heart? Because it's going to keep you safe. This, what I'm, this, this series I'm preaching on this last three weeks is going to prolong your life. If it, it's settled in your heart. It's going to prolong your life. Listen to me. It's going to prolong your spiritual life too. Make a decision. Come on, say after me. Say, today I make a decision. That I'm going to walk in love all the days of my life. Say, so today I make a decision 
based on the word of God, that every issue that is still lying dormant in my heart, today, I release it, Lord. I get rid of it, Lord. I now put it under the subjection of the word of God. Your word says that I am a new creation. I'm born again. I'm a new man in Christ. I can do, sorry, I can do all things through Christ. That means forgiveness is part of the all things. That means releasing people is part of the all things. Say, I can do all things through the anointing that gives me the strength. And now raise your hands and say, today, I just release every offense, every issue, everything that's been in my heart. I get rid of it now. I release it. I tell it to go. You no longer have a hold on me. I take the authority that God has given me. And I choose to bless only with my mouth. I choose to speak life only with my mouth. And in Jesus' name, forgive me, Lord. I forgive others. Let the love of God perfect in me. And today is a day of victory in Jesus' name. Now give him a shout of victory. Hallelujah. And a shout of praise. Well, we'll see you tonight. Five, three, we're going to take communion. We'll see you tonight in Athlone. Please do come out. The weather will clear up and um, we're going to have a nice time in the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. What an awesome teaching, church. Amen. The love walk. Amen. What stood out for me is um, Jesus is the standard. He is the standard. Amen. And yet the Bible says the enemy will come in like a flood, but God will raise up the standard and we are that standard. Amen. We are that standard, amen? So as we, come, as we come to the table of the Lord, thank you, as we come to the table of the Lord, amen, we are reminded, amen, as we come by faith, we come, we, we come by faith to the table of the Lord, amen? And in the Bible it says that you eat my flesh and you drinks my blood, abides in me and I in him, Amen? And we just saw in the scripture when pastor preached that if we, if we love one another, if there is love, God abides there where there is love. Amen? So, so this morning, we don't come unworthily to the table of the Lord. Amen?
Now.